for BYU Idaho Radio. I'm John Mitzwain, and today in the studio, while over the phone, I have uh, the exciting guest, the illusionist Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining me over the phone today. I know you are busy traveling right now, brother, and I really appreciate the time. Yes, you're next on the map. I I drove literally from the East Coast three days uh, to be there uh, coming up this uh this next weekend. In fact, I'm the one driving the semi truck to the arena and I'm just, I'm just thrilled. Uh, they just said you're worth it. So I'm doing everything I can to get there. We are man. And you're, you're going to see that, you know, uh, of course, Rick, can you just share with us your inspiration behind your journey into becoming an illusionist and how did you first discover your passion for magic? It, it may be uh, shocking to learn. And I hope everybody's close to their, uh, the radio as they hear this or wherever they're listening to this, streaming it on their computer. Um, but I am a Latter-day Saint. I am a member of the church and uh, served my mission in Australia and uh, came back, had a degree in public relations and fine arts. And I, I love the world of magic. And to be one person to say, how are you a member of the church and do magic? And I go, well, my magic, I promise you, there's, there's nothing evil about it. It rocks this world, and I promise, I promise the finest magic in the world is going to be right there in Idaho. So the great part about it is uh, it is family-friendly. Uh, it, there's no way I would present a show unless everybody in the entire family can actually watch it and enjoy it. And at the same time, you will see with what I share in the show some extremely inspiring stories. As a renowned illusionist, you perform in several places across the United States, I'm sure some places across the world. Could you highlight one of your most memorable performances and the challenges you faced during that particular show? I just returned one week ago from Sydney, Australia, and we smashed it out there. did five shows, and I flew the production out to Sydney. We performed at the State Theater. Back there, asking us to go back and, and perform twice as many shows next time around, and just moving the show across the world is a huge challenge. Uh, getting it to the airports, uh, like moving the cargo. In fact, I had to drive an entire two days just to get the cargo to an airport, and from there get it out to Sydney. Go through all the customs, build the show out there, do the show, get it back. In fact, I just picked up the cargo in Chicago and driving it now to you in Idaho. So. I just finished this amazing production in Sydney, and I've been so blessed in my career. I've had the privilege of performing in over 50 countries, uh, five world tours, and I would say that this last one, though I've performed often in Australia before, my greatest joy, no kidding, my greatest joy was taking my cast and my crew to Sydney because none of them had been outside of the country, and it was more about them and their experience and that's what it's about now is just enjoying the moment. And uh, it was a blast. It was just an absolute wonderful time. So that's most recent. You can't get any further away than Australia. And uh, and what we're doing to get to you. I mean, I was so lucky we got the equipment back when we did. It's like you get out to do the show there at night. Well, I'm sure it's such a time of spreading the magic down under, as they say, right? <laughs> <laughs> Close. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, your show often involves a combination of magic, illusions, and storytelling. Can you tell us 
how do you go about creating a seamless narrative that captivates your audience while incorporating your magical elements? My show uh, is, um, it, it, it takes place inside my mansion of dreams or my home. And everybody in the audience are my invited guests in my home. And I take them throughout the mansion of dreams and share with them how my dreams became a reality and how they can follow their dreams as well. And as students pursuing their lifelong dreams, the stories that I share, the, the theme of the show, everything about it is inspiring for students. In fact, the theme of the show is nothing happens until you dream. And that has been the success of the show because the people not only follow it by watching amazing illusions, but there is a framework, there is a story behind it that makes sense. It is not, and I'm going to repeat again, it is not a guy doing tricks on stage. This is an epic production, and we are, it is so different than any other magic show you may have seen, or even in Las Vegas. And I had my show in Vegas for 20 years, and I was the most successful show for families in the history of Las Vegas. So it was an extremely good show for families there, and uh, I continue to now travel the world and share magic well, you deserve all the credit, man. You, you, you know, from what you're telling me and what I've researched about you, you're very hardworking, and we appreciate that as audience members. I'm uh, working my tail off. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's paying off too. <laughs> Someone said to me, "said When are you going to quit? When are you going to stop?" And I said, "Why would I ever?" I, you know, there comes a time. I can tell you this. Whatever people are doing in their lives, the best thing I can tell you is no matter what you're doing, make sure that you're doing something that you love. It is, in the end, it is not about the money. It's not about the mansions. It's not about how many cars you drive, this or that. It is the happiness that you're going to enjoy doing what you love to do. Now, it's really important to make money. It's important to take care of your family. But just make sure that in this life, you, uh, you pursue something that's going to make you happy, uh, no matter uh, where that takes you. Follow your dreams and make it a real. Rick, how do you stay ahead of the curve in terms of creating fresh and unique illusions for your audience? I have always, uh, such a hard question to answer. Let's just say there's a lot of magicians in the world that have come and watched my show and tried to implement what I do into their shows across the world. I had somebody just last week say, hey, Rick Thomas, we saw such and such doing the Rick Thomas show. <laughs> I, don't, I understand, I know. So that is a compliment when I see others uh, trying to implement what I've created. And, and what you're going to see are original uh, effects uh, created by me throughout the years. And as I said, with the Mansion of Dreams, what I've done is I share with you my life story where it started as a little boy uh, and where my dreams are now and everything in between. So I think that the framework of the mansion helps. I love music. Uh, I was, again, really lucky to embrace the entertainment industry. I played the trombone for 16 years. I was in the marching band. I was in jazz band. And a lot of my show starts with music. It's in me. When I hear something that inspires me, it helps me create. And most of the time when everybody's watching, even my wife, Tara, she is an amazing star in the show. She'll walk in on me in my office. She goes, what are you doing? I go, I don't know. It's just going to work. It's gonna, 
I have a great belief in what I've done, and uh, I think that you will. No way. I'm going to take the word back. I know you'll be inspired. Uh, The show is, it's taken me a lifetime to create what what you're about to see. And uh, the promise that you'll be there. There will be people that are there who will go tell others, man, you should have been there. You should have been there. So don't miss it. Rick, in a perfect world, uh, we will have things go as planned, <laughs> especially when it comes to your shows. But can you explain an instance where something happened unexpectedly and, you know, explain how you handle that in that moment? <laughs> okay. In the world of magic, what is grand about magic is I'm one step ahead of you the entire time. One step ahead. Now, maybe tough to wrap your head around it, but if I'm going to make something disappear, it's already gone before I told you I'm going to make it disappear. So for you to catch me, it can be difficult. So if something goes wrong in the show, I try desperately not to tell the audience what's about to happen. Because if it doesn't, I'm like, okay, let's move on. <laughs> and the audience doesn't know that something terrible. But I'll tell you, when I was about 13 years old, um, and this is the best way to put it because life has given me a lot of lessons. Uh, they, they have an illusion where it's called billiard balls, where these, these balls multiply in your hands. One becomes two, two become four. And I'm standing on the stage performing at an Elks Lodge in front of about 400 people. And I'm shaking. I am so frightened. And <laughs> I lose everything. These balls fall on the floor. They bounce out into the audience. And I didn't know what to do. So I jump off the stage. And I'm on my hands and knees, crawling through the audience, trying to pick these balls up off the ground. <laughs> Probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my career. But it taught me a great lesson, you know, um, that things do go wrong. And um, I'll tell you this. Sometimes, sometimes if things do go wrong in live theater, it's best to actually admit it right in front of the audience. It makes it that much more charming. It makes it that much more unique because they're, they're realizing, huh, he's letting us in on a little bit of the world behind the scenes and it's appreciated. So I, uh, I don't think anything's going to go wrong. Uh, I've been doing this for a while, but if it does, I'll probably um, share with you the moment and, uh, and tell you something. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Uh, you've mentioned that there's many magicians out here in the world have you ever collaborated with other magicians or artists, and how did you uh, how did those experiences enhance your performance? Oof! You know what? It is a it is a challenging world. We magicians actually do stay far apart from each other. Um, we go see each other's shows. Uh, guys go out there with pads of paper, and pencils in hand, and they draw sketches and they take what they want, but. But as far as the world of magic, we're a good community. We meet together. We have conventions. But as far as collaboration, that's, that's few and far between. It takes a long time for two or three magicians to confide in each other, willing to work on projects together. Um, but there are four or five major builders in the world of magic that build for the greatest illusions of the world. And once you're in that group, once you're part of it, once you've proven your worth, uh, you, ha- you can collaborate with individuals that aren't magicians, 
but those that that support the world of magic. And I always say, no man or woman is an island. You cannot, you cannot succeed in this world without others. Um, no person can do it alone. And you got it when you take credit for something. You've got to give credit where it's due, and that's so many people around you. I have a team, cast, and crew members that are absolutely stunning on this stage, and they make this show, and they make me look good. So I'm proud of my cast. I'm proud of what uh, what presents at the Y, and I just think it's uh, it's exciting to know that I have people who are working with me, not uh, not working. Uh, for me, with me, to present mansion. Rick, in your opinion, how do you see the future of magic as uh, far as the performances and what trends or changes do you anticipate in the industry? I grew up without cell phones. I grew up without the internet. What we learned, we learned by reading books. What we learned, we learned by maybe one or two people putting their arms around us and embracing us and telling us how, uh, you know, how, how best to present our career. And today, uh, anybody can go on the Internet and pretty much find out anything uh, in any way or form, including how magic works. And it's just shocking for me to see how a particular craft in the industry has been exploited uh, it's it's not the same world it's a uh, it's a bunch of guys out there doing card tricks and and shock magic and little things that they can put on the internet for five or ten seconds so they can get you know thousands of people to watch them on tiktok or youtube whatever it is so it is massively a different type of world what i'm presenting to you at, at, at in idaho is grand illusion it is, it is what I think seems to be disappearing in the world of magic. Uh, it's really easy to pick up a deck of cards or, or something to that effect and, and simply do a simple trick. But to do illusion, um, beautiful costumes, staging, lighting, sound, all that it takes to present a show, to me, that's theater. To me, that's And I think that that separates what I see happening in the world of magic. So I might be one of the last few. indeed well your show's coming up here on campus february 2nd can you give us a little more insights of your show for people who have not seen it or have never gone to a loserness uh performance what can they expect i I can tell you that if you've not seen a large magic production live. You have not seen magic as it is beautifully done. Television is probably one of the easiest ways to present magic. And I'll tell you why. Now people go, oh, it's amazing on television. I saw this and this. I said, because even though millions of people watched the show, the entire scene was shot at every given point from one camera. So you have one set of eyes on the illusion, where the magician wants it pointed to make it look great. Now, doing it live, you've got a thousand people in all different directions and eyes everywhere looking at everything. There are no cameras to point it in just the right direction. And I think that that's, that's, where, that's where you enjoy it being live rather than on television. That's, 
you get to see everything rather than what the camera wants you to see. Well, I appreciate that. You guys heard it. Come out. <laughs> Come to the show. If you don't have tickets, buy your tickets now, February 2nd, 730 in the Hart Auditorium. Rick, you are a champion for just, you know, doing all that you are doing now, meaning driving the semi all the way across the country to us, you know, just to perform and be the best of the best, man. And I thank you for your time, Rick, and I thank you for this interview, brother. I so appreciate it. And one last um, bit of uh, inspiring words. Uh, It will be an inspiring show. Uh, Again, it is not a guy doing tricks. Uh, anybody can do a trick. There are a few people perform magic, and that will be a very magic. Thank you again. I'm so thrilled to come. I appreciate this. Uh, the the members that put this together. Uh, it's been years. I mean, we tried to do this three or four years ago. It's taken a long time to get the show out. So I am very grateful, and thank you again. So. Much.